Welcome to The Bomar Show. We are your hosts, Josh and Sarah Bomar. We hope this podcast will motivate, educate, and entertain you. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Bomar Show, and today is episode number five, and we are going to talk everything business. We've gotten a lot of questions from Instagram about running companies, and so we kind of want to dive in with all the brands that we own and uh, business tips and tricks on how to do it yourself. We also put a Q&A out on IG and got a lot of questions that you guys had from starting your own brands and, and things along those natures. So we're going to dive into it all right now. Yes, absolutely. So I think the first thing that we had in our notes was that we are going to run through all of the companies that we own and then also some daily tasks, day in the life kind of things that we go through with these respective businesses. And before we go into the companies that we own, I think it's important to note that Josh and I are sole owners in every single business that you are going to hear about. Yes. 50-50, you and me. Or 100-100. I think that's how it works when you're married. I yeah. think it's 100-100. Sometimes it feels like 70-30. Some, <laughs> some days, <laughs> some days 50-50. But there are some that are very obvious that we own and then some that might not be so obvious based on how long you've been following us or the extent to which you are following us on social media. So the first big obvious one is Bomar Fitness, which was our first company together. Well, technically I started it about Correct. five years before you. But I was I was not a Bomar my whole life like you. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> however it, it did take off, obviously, whenever you were there. But I, yes. I built kind of the foundation of that company. And uh, and then when you came on, I mean, things really picked up. So. Yeah, absolutely. So Bomar Fitness encompasses our meal plan, our training, all, all of our programs, our membership website. We have Bomar Bands. Cookbook. We, we also have two of my cookbooks on bomarfitness.com. One is a protein cookbook, and then the other one is a wild game, more like entree-based cookbook. Yeah, so think of Bomar Fitness like the umbrella for all the training side of things, and nutrition, obviously, and, and some bands like ins and outs, like Bomar Cups and things along this nature always fall under Bomar Fitness. Yeah, so outside of Bomar Fitness and all the things we just mentioned, we obviously have Bomar Nutrition, which has become huge. No yeah, other way to say Bomar it. Bomar <laughs> Nutrition has definitely grown to be the biggest of our brands, for yes. sure. Um, all thanks to you guys out there. Yes. So thank you for that. We appreciate you. Sipping on some Bomber Nutrition while you're listening to this, hopefully. And we do intend on making an entire Bomber Nutrition podcast. How we started it, possibly failures leading up to it, what sets us apart, all that fun stuff. But if you're new to listening to us, we do own a supplement company. It is called Bomer Nutrition, and we are only 19 months old at this time of filming. So fairly new, but made a big splash in the industry, and we're really excited about that. And that's going to be an entire different podcast as well. Yeah, and and we own, just so you guys know, I know this could get redundant pretty quickly. So we do own eight different companies that are all different LLCs. Uh, so just so you guys understand, those eight are Bomar Fitness, Bomar Nutrition, Bomar Archery, which which all you guys out there that follow us on the hunting side of things, Bomar Bow Hunting lives under Bomar Archery, which is a media company, and we can dive into those individually. I just want to dive, get them all in. Um, your new jewelry line. Yes, Bracken Pine, 
And then we also just launched Bow Wow Nutrition. Yep. And Bomar Real Estate. So we do flip some homes and do that with the help of some family. And Bomar Trucking. We just started our own trucking company. So you guys might see Bomar Nutrition semi-truck driving along the highway. Sure will. Yep. Better take some photos. First person to get a photo with the truck will win a prize. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Keep your eyes out. But no, I think for Bomar Trucking, um, just a quick point on that. We are really interested in owning as many pieces of the logistical puzzle as possible. And this, I feel like, is going to be step one for us. Yeah. And... uh, also, with Bomar bow hunting, I think it's important. I, we'll dive into the ones that are the, probably mm-hmm. the most established. Uh, Bomar bow hunting is like a media company. You know, we 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 love the outdoors. We we love bow hunting, and for us, you know, we I've always loved documenting that. So we've just documented it uh, and filmed it and put it on YouTube for free for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we almost went down the TV show route, but it just wasn't for us. We liked you guys being able to see it right away and not have to wait a year. So we just started doing that. We originally was making money from sponsorships mm-hmm. with with that, but we kind of got away from all of the sponsors except for a few. Yep, and kind of were self funded at that point, and we just really loved filming and documenting it. So where we'll make our money in that company is actually with our own products, which... Which, spoiler alert, those are coming soon. Very, very (laughs) soon. We have a huge line of Bomar Archery products coming out. Uh, It's going to be huge. We're super excited about it. They might even be out by the time this podcast goes on the interweb. Ooh, it's possible. It's going to be super (laughs) We do have some fun clothes, though. Through Bomar Bow Hunting. And then we also obviously run our YouTube. And like Josh mentioned, that is more of a media based company, not necessarily products up until this point. So that's just, it, it takes a huge amount of time uh, yeah, for that, us. That Bomar Bow Hunting takes an enormous amount of time because, for one, to be a proficient archer, it takes an ungodly amount of dedication and practice. Mm-hmm. And then to be a proficient hunter, also you have to t- have enormous amounts of practice and experience and time you got to put into the woods for those. And so that does consume most of our time, but the, it's paid off. You know, we've grown our YouTube channel to be one of the top bow hunting channels in the world. I think number two, if, if you count Tim mark? Wells, you know, Tim Wells yeah. does a lot of other things other than bow hunting, but he's pretty much a bow hunter. Yeah. But uh, behind Tim, I think we've got the number one bow hunting channel in the world. I think we're over 18 million hits on that. So yep. I know a lot of you guys listening to this probably don't have much interest in that, but it does consume a lot of our time, but it is also one of our passions. Absolutely. I would say, I would say equally um, to fitness. Absolutely. So. And another thing too, to mention, we do actually go to more outdoor trade shows than we do fitness shows. So in January and February, we're very busy with shows, meetups, meet and greets, signings with companies, all the fun stuff. So that's just kind of a side note. And then our last company, which you guys, you and your brother started. Oh, is yes. Bomar Golf. Yes. So my brother actually invented a super sweet training aid for um, golfers. And I'm not a golfer, and I tried it, and it improved my golf swing incredibly. Uh, I mean, incredibly um, more than I guess it was. But I, I started out pretty bad. But I, it was awesome. I mean, it worked really well. That's coming. We've already went through all the design, mm-hmm. and uh, we're in the final stages of production with that. So you're looking at that product launching in the spring. But, I mean, I, it made me hit straight ball which i thought was impossible there you go i just thought the ball flew 90 (laughs) degrees after you hit it my god you're really good (laughs) at putt-putt so and we must not be good at counting because that's nine companies not eight well bomar bow hunting's under okay you so eight and a half 
Yeah, under our our tree, (laughs) right? Yeah, so um, two other things as well that I wanted to mention. We do have a Amazon best-selling book out there called Zero to a Million, which a lot of people think it's zero to a million dollars. It's not. It's zero to a million followers without showing your butthole. So that's a that's important. <laughs> that's a very because real it's a title. lot easier if you yeah. show your butthole. Very easy if you show your butthole. So, so you can get there. But again, <laughs> the summary of that book, if we had to put it in a sentence, there's a difference between having a following and having an influence. Mm-hmm. And I really that boils down to being value focused, right? And not butthole focused. Absolutely. And then obviously we run this podcast and then we do have content on Bomar Fitness YouTube. So there's a lot of intricate parts to everything that we do. But we just wanted to run over the top, very high level, very umbrella looking down the businesses and companies that we own. Yeah. And we run our companies very lean. We don't keep a lot of employees. Correct. Um, So for us, now the employees we do have are incredible. So Mm -hmm. I do want to tell you that, that we have just an unbelievable team. And that really, really helps with this. But most of this stuff, Sarah and I do ourselves, like running these companies. Correct. And so we want to dive into this. This isn't a a, a look at us podcast. We want you guys to understand what we do on a daily basis. And because a lot of people look at us social influencers, Mm -hmm. and if you could see my air quotes, you know, they look at us and they think we don't do anything all day and we just take selfies and post-workout videos and that's all we do. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like that, but they're not building and running successful companies. Right. So So one of my notes actually was that Instagram has never once paid us a dollar, not even a penny. Nice point. So yes, you can make money based on the following that you have on Instagram, but Instagram itself is not looking at me, Josh, Arrow, Nutrition, outdoor any page that we have and saying oh hey thanks for using our free platform here's some money not how it works so just wanted to (laughs) to lay that out there because we do get an enormous amount of messages every single day mainly on the outdoor page of how do i make money like you guys on social media and the answer is you build your following and then you build a successful company and then you start to make money yeah the following is the most important part and it's a slow i mean there's there's no shortcuts you know. I know what would help though, reading zero to a million without hey, showing your butthole. More, plug. Sha- more shameless plugs. Plug. I can dig it. We need like a plug sound effect. So, <laughs> so one of the things, um, like Josh mentioned earlier too, we are silent partners in several businesses, but we're not going to bore you guys with that information. Because we want to get into the meat and potatoes of mm. the podcast, stuff that you can take home and use yourself. Ooh, nuggets. All right. So I went and wrote down kind of some daily tasks that we do, and our days are ever-changing. There's not a day that looks like the day before. We just do what we need to get done for that day and then also for the next day. So we're not just doing daily tasks. We're doing tasks for that day and then setting ourselves up for the next day and beyond. So we're not going to spend a ton of time on this because it is like reading a resume, but I do want to just go through some of the things because like Josh mentioned, we do run fairly lean. And while we know our weaknesses, we also know our strengths. Yeah, no, I think this is going to be important. So bear with us, listeners. Bear with us. So we, we just, do. <laughs> yeah. Sarah's going to dive through all of our daily tasks. And I think we're going to dive a little bit deeper in some of those so you guys have an understanding. But this, again, hopefully is coming from a position of you guys just understanding what Sarah and I do 
every day. Yeah, because if we were to like vlog our life, it'd be pretty boring. A lot of our work is on the phone or the computer or actually talking on the phone. So we don't like daily vlog this stuff. We might in the future if we have an office, a fulfillment center, anything like that. But as of right now, this is really where you're only going to hear this information, which is pretty fun. So, okay. yeah, Are you guys sitting down, so ready. ready to go. So on a daily basis, like I mentioned, we wear a lot of different hats. We're not just owners. We do a lot of different tasks. So one of our biggest tasks is honestly managing employees and, and handling the, the communication and the relationships there. Outside of that, emails, DMs, creating content for the seven or eight pages that we run on Instagram, answering comments on YouTube and also on Instagram takes up an enormous amount of time. Let's let's stop there. I think that's important to mm-hmm. know because we love communicating with you guys and, and that's important to us. So I, I don't know of anyone that communicates quite like us. I mean, with our fans. Not with the following that we right. have. Right. So. It's so that is not easy to do, yeah. but we love you guys. That's why we like to, to spend a lot of our time doing that because that's important. Absolutely. So after we now this isn't obviously an order. This is just kind of random throughout the day. We film IGTV content, film Instagram content, YouTube content. And then as far as business goes, we have production calls, fulfillment calls. We do inventory management Wires, payments, invoices, PO creation, just random paperwork, athlete contracts, athlete communication. We have label review, label ordering, label planning. Really, we could summarize a lot of that into just organizing the launches of Bomar Nutrition products. Like yes. You did a post um, actually recently of everything that it takes to get a product on the market, and it yeah. is exhausting to read. It truly is, and I didn't even use that post for any of this because there's so many steps when you have an idea versus when you actually bring a product to market. So I'm just catching back up on my notes. So then we obviously have new product development. So whenever we have an idea and then we have final product approval, um, website updates, budgeting, and then the ever fun marketing sales and messaging for launches. So really Sarah and I's main job is we're ultimate strategists for our brands. Yes. Long and short term. Yeah. Long and short term strategists. So really we take ideas and we manifest them into real life. Mm -hmm. And because all of you that are listening, every single one of you have ideas. And the difference is, is you may not know how to execute and make those ideas come to real life. And that's all skill based. That's that's not talent-based. We're not born with business skills that all of a sudden make us take action. You know, action is one of those things that, that every single person, no matter their limitations, can take. And Sarah and I are great at gr- having ideas yep. and execute, executing them into action. Absolutely. Into real. And it's not just Bomer Nutrition stuff. There's a lot of Bomer Archery products coming out. We have a lot of content and just new ideas coming out for Bomar Fitness. So this encompasses all of our businesses and not just Bomar Nutrition, even though it's a lot easier to describe a protein bar and how to bring it to market than something else. So <laughs> there's there's always ideas for all these different businesses. So one of the things too that I wanted to mention was that we work every single day, no matter if it's a Saturday, a Sunday, a holiday, whether we're on vacation, whether we are traveling, we are working I would say some days are less than others, but I would say about on average 10 to 14 hours 
every single day. Yeah, I would say that. And I mean, our job isn't like going to the office, you know, we just bring our office everywhere we go. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of funny because we, we forget what day of the week it is, Yeah, you know, and I get upset. I'm like, gosh, I'm trying to go do something and things aren't open. And I'm like, oh, it's Sunday. I was like, God dang it. You know? And so for us, every single day is a work day, but that's kind of the life of an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You know, every day you're going to work and every day you're educating yourself. You're doing something that moves you forward with your brands because there's no standing still in business. You either are going forward or you are failing. And you're falling way behind. You're way, way behind your competition because Mm -hmm. someone is always working hard and there's never a whole group of your competition just taking the day off. Absolutely. I do remember though, last year when we were in Alaska, living in a tent for six days, we had only satellite phones. And even then we were still taking photos, getting content. We actually, we actually launched our second protein flavor, protein birthday cake, while we were sitting in a hotel in Cotsbue, Alaska with horrible service. But while we were out of service, we were planning that launch, the messaging, the photos, editing all the photos, writing the captions, just planning that launch. So for us, there truly isn't, not that we're complaining by any means, but there truly isn't a day off. And where you're not complaining, I hope this is not coming no. across as complaining because we absolutely love this. Yes. I mean, we live for this. This is so fun for us and we don't see it as work, even though to a lot of other people it is work. And if it is work to you there, of course, there's moments where things are hard and we got to push forward and do that. Of course, there's, there's those moments, but we don't ever see it as like work. Right. It's always just moving our business forward. So is now the time for the Q&A or do you have anything else that you want to mention? No, I think I think it's important. I think from a credibility side of things, you know, all these companies, we've built eight companies together in five yeah. years and we've built three companies that are now multi-million dollar companies, three of the yes. of the eight. And one of which is an eight figure business. Yes. So that's that I think that's important to understand. And We've built every single one of those self-funded, completely debt-free, and we don't even have any debt. All of our vehicles are paid paid for. Our house is paid for. We All of the farms we own, all paid for. We have zero debt, and everything was self-funded and no loans from family or anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't say all that to brag. I say it for just credibility that when it comes to building companies from scratch, Sarah and I do come from a position that of, of credibility. Absolutely. And no student loan debt, even though you dropped out, <laughs> paid that off too. Yeah. yeah so that's good. <laughs> we, we do manage our money really well. And I have to be honest, it's pretty much all me. Whatever. <laughs> that's like that 95, five thing. I would okay. Say let's, okay. Everyone out there. I have to be honest. Sarah is the financial genius. Yes. If it was up to me. We probably wouldn't be where we are financially. Might be living in a box. We're not yes. quite sure. We'd have a lot I, of protein though. I'm learning. <laughs> you I'm are learning. learning. <laughs> but you are definitely the the master there. I think it helps having the the growing up in financial Absolutely. Masters of your parents. <laughs> yes. So so like Josh mentioned at the beginning in his awesome intro, I put up a Q&A on my Instagram story asking you guys what specifically you would like us to cover in this podcast. So now you guys know the businesses that we own, the day in the life kind of daily tasks that we do, some long-term things, and the fact that everything we do is self-funded, self-owned. So let's, you ready for the questions? 
Lay it on them. Lay, lay it on them. So this one is really fun. It's the first one. The pros and cons of working with your spouse. Ooh, maybe we should say all the questions and then answer them. Okay, let's do all the questions. Pros and cons of working with your spouse. How to stay organized. Were you afraid to fail? Step one in starting a business. Tips on someone who wants to quit their job and pursue their passion. What's your opinion on balance since you are working all the time? The challenges of owning multiple businesses. How to start a business once you have an idea. Programs and apps to stay organized. Financial tips and challenges when starting a business. We might cover some of those in In, multiple answers. So those were the top questions that you guys asked outside of wanting to know what our daily agenda kind of looks like. So... Do you want to do you want to hit me with the pros of working with me? I know you have a really long list. But. Let's do cons because honestly that list is a lot yeah. longer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would say this is something that I talk about all the time. The number one con I think of working with your spouse is that when you have a regular job or a job where you go to an office, you get to complain about your spouse to your coworkers. And then when you come home, you get to complain about your coworkers to your spouse. Well, that doesn't really work when your coworker is is your spouse. Yeah. There's no one to complain to. So that you just take it out on me in other ways. Yes. So I just beat you up. So that would, <laughs> I would say that is one of, I would say that's my top con for yeah, sure. I, I would say not being able to complain, complain is really hard. And, yeah. And there's also no escape from your coworkers or Literally. a bad day at the job. Literally no escape. No escape. No escape. I'm here forever. <laughs> but no, if you have a bad day at the job that, your house is your job. Your phone is your job. I am your job, mm-hmm. you know? So you, you don't get an escape from that. Right. And and I hate to be like, oh, we're so sad. It's not true. But I mean, everyone has bad days at the work and then you go home and things make you feel better. Yeah. Well, when you live in your job and your job is your life and you have a bad day in your job, you just got to deal with it. Yeah, you can like walk upstairs and that's about it. And the, and the problem <laughs> went with you. Yeah. So what are what are some other cons that we came up with last night? Um, well, there's a lot more arguments. Yes. Truthfully. I mean, enormous amounts of arguments. We argue about more than just like married people stuff. Yeah. So like, I mean, because when you're business partners, you're also going to have um, a lot of decisions, especially when you're making running eight different companies. So mm-hmm. with decisions, there comes disagreements. And when you have a disagreement, that's how arguments start. Yeah. So any direction of any brand or any company, we disagree, we argue. So you, we, you and I argue literally all the time. All the, we probably have 40 arguments a day. <laughs> it's a ton. It's a ton. But I think it's important uh, that I and Sarah always remind ourselves that we're on the same team. Yep. You know, and I know her heart's in the right place because she loves me. Yes. And so we fight, we argue, we do whatever. And I just constantly remind myself, she loves me. This isn't personal. And I'm going to go cry. <laughs> I'm going to go upstairs and cry. I'm going to no. go upstairs and cry. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but honestly guys we do argue a lot and people that know us closely they're like how are they still married yeah people who spend time with us are like <laughs> you guys argue a lot and i'm like yeah but what have you heard us argue about that is anything related to our marriage and they're like oh yeah, well it's nothing it's all business, business. <laughs> <Always> <laughs> exactly business. so 
Which is why we make a great team. Yes. Because neither one of us are pushovers, but we... We're we, very alpha. We're both alphas. We shouldn't still be married. Yeah. We shouldn't still be together, And honestly. we're both Aquariuses, which if you guys believe in horoscopes, well, our birthdays are only one day apart, so we're yeah. very similar human beings. We should have got divorced like five days into our marriage, yeah. supposedly. But six years later... We are still kicking butt, and I love you more today than I ever have. Still kicking butt and taking names. And building businesses. Does that move us into the pros of working with your Yeah, let's do pros. Well, we hold each other accountable. That's for darn sure. Yeah. You know, and and honestly, if I'm having a bad day, you don't have a bad day. Yeah. You pick up the slack. If you're having a bad day, I pick up the slack. Yeah. So, or if you're out doing things that need to be done, I can do other things. Or if you're trying to have a, a girl's night out or something, which doesn't happen very often, but I hold the fort down and, and nothing goes up in flames. Right. You know, so we, we do hold each other accountable consistently. And I think that's, that's definitely a big plus. Absolutely. And another thing too, what's super nice about working with your spouse is that your spouse then understands your business. So right. they, they can empathize with you and you, while you can't complain about them, you can at least complain about the job to them and the work that you're doing. Or if someone is being rude online, or if a product had an issue and you have to redo everything and it's an epic meltdown, a spouse that doesn't work with you might not understand why you're so stressed about it. So that is something that's super nice too, that, you know, we, we do have each other's back, but we also have each other's shoulder to cry on if something does happen. You know, that does the stresses of the day-to-day tasks and work, you know, that, that is hard to explain to somebody that doesn't understand what you do for a living. Yeah. If, if your husband is a construction worker and you, the wife is an accountant and he's not going to understand the stress. He, she's, you're like, these numbers stress me out. And he's thinking like, are you staying on a ladder holding a sledgehammer above your head? Like that's real stress, you yeah. know? <laughs> so so you, that, you get the point. Yeah. So that's fun. But um, yeah, so I mean, some pros, some cons of working with your spouse. But I think another pro is honestly being together 24 mm-hmm. seven. Uh, a lot of ideas come up, you Lots know, because we're just doing things and then we can talk about it right then and there and take action immediately, mm-hmm. no matter if it's midnight, it's Sunday, Christmas, whatever. If we're in Vegas. Yeah. Anywhere. I mean, we're going out to dinner and you see a certain item on a drink menu or something you're like, wow, that's a really cool idea for a flavor of pre-workout. Mm-hmm. And then we manifest that and make that happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a huge bonus being married to your business partner because then we can talk about it and I'm like, actually, that's a terrible idea. Having a pickle pre-workout is a horrible idea. But it worked. <laughs> and arguments later, I lose and Sarah was right. Absolutely. So pickle pre turned out to be awesome. And I'm glad you fought me on that. Thanks. And I think that kind of brings us into the next question of how to stay organized. So we have a ton of lists. I mean, in on your iPhone, this isn't a plug for iPhone, and I'm sure every phone has it, but you can actually categorize your list. So I have a Bomer Nutrition category. I have a... You're talking like, about notes. In your notes, in yes. just the generic note app on your phone. Also, recent update, don't mean to interrupt, but mm-hmm. they have the new check. Look for the circle with the check in it. Yes. You now have a check boxes you can put beside things. It's very gratifying to check it off, and then it goes oh. down to the bottom. Oh, yes. And crosses it off. It's so nice. Super gratifying. And as far as staying organized, so especially on, you know, daily activities, I have all of our inventory management in an Excel spreadsheet. So that way I'm always up to date on that. 
the notes. There's also a bunch of apps out there. We utilize a website in an app called Monday because then you can assign different tasks to people who might work remote. And then everyone's on the same page. There's, there's like a status sticky note on that. That's super helpful. There's an app that goes along with it. And then I know Josh really likes the app AnyDo. AnyDo is my go-to. I really like AnyDo a lot. Um, but I've honestly have gotten away from it and I've been using the notes yeah. in the Apple just because it links up to my computer so I could take notes and immediately get right to my computer and there's all the notes. Also, they now allow you to upload photos. So yes. like if I'm trying to get something organized, I can add a photo into that. That makes a big difference and you can shrink the photo down. Uh, makes being organized super, super helpful. Absolutely. And something else too to help stay organized is a thing called time chunking. So if you are doing a lot and wearing a lot of different hats, don't try to switch your hat every four seconds and like do the next thing. Put on your accounting hat and be in that for an hour and then put on your email hat and be in that for an hour or however long it takes you. You will stay so much more organized because we truly cannot multitask as a human. You're just doing different tasks at different times and you think you're multitasking, but you're truly not. So if you can time chunk and focus your energy on that task and not worry about anything else, you will stay so much more organized and so much more focused. And do the hardest task first. Yes. Always, Rip no matter what. Yes. Read the book, Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. It's a procrastination book. Um, I'm not going to dive into that. But if you heard our other episode, you know all about it. Yes. Eat that frog first thing. Eat that frog. It'll so make the rest of the day better. So we got like two questions knocked out. Look at us. Efficiency. Well, hang on. Whoa. Pause. We also, when it comes to being organized, yeah. you guys need to treat your thoughts like you're going to lose them in five minutes. Because you will lose them in Never five seconds. think for a second you're going to remember. remember this. I'll remember this is the worst sentence you could ever say to yourself. Yeah. Never say it. Write it down immediately because I'm telling you, you will forget it. So no matter what, no matter where you are in a meeting, whatever, be rude. Write it down. Or just get on your notes, whatever. Carry a notebook with you. So the next question, which we kind of talked about last night while we were at dinner, is were you afraid to fail? And I know you were very passionate about this answer, so oh I'm going to let you take I it away. I freaking love failure. He loves it. I love it. I embrace it. I encourage it. He hugs it. So I want it because failure means I'm taking action. In action. Whoa. Failure means I'm taking action. Yes. Write that down. It means I'm taking action and action is how you get anything done. All of you guys with ideas out there, you probably have million dollar ideas, but the reason they're not manifested into your life is because of lack of action. So once you truly decide you need to take immediate action, a lot of your guys' action muscles are flabby and you need to get, get training on Lift them. Lift those muscles. You got to <laughs> make decisions and start being, even if it's a little, little tiny task, take action. But no, so failure is, I never thought of anything as failure because failure means it's permanent. I never, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, I was going to build a successful brand and company in some way, shape or form. My first initial invention was Supplematch. I invented an algorithm where basically you'd fill out question and answers and and it'd tell you what supplements you needed. And I had a guy steal that from me, but whatever. You did the one thing that we're going to talk about what you should do in step one in starting a business. Yeah. yeah. So, well, so I learned. Who cares? I was like, well, I didn't see that as a failure. I said, okay, what can I learn from this? Because here is a fact, something I want you to write down. Everything in your life is either a blessing or a lesson. Yep. 
So remember that everything in your life is either a blessing or a lesson. And I like to say blessing or lesson because it kind of rhymes, rhymes. even though it's a little hillbilly. But it's true. So extract what you can to learn the lesson and then it will become a blessing. And then move on. And move on. Don't dwell on it. So again, I mean, we've, we've lost so much money on different investments, people taking advantage of us. I mean, oh my gosh, it's failed businesses, failed businesses. We had an entire company fail a supplement company before Bomar Nutrition, different podcast, but we had one totally fail. If we would have, if you would have been an investor and, and we were like, Hey, by the way, we were going to, we were going to pioneer drinking protein drinks hot. And uh, we just came off of a completely failed company and we're going to go against the grain. Here's our labels. They're totally different than what's on the market. Would you like to invest into our brand? Absolutely not. Zero dollars for you. (laughs) Zero. You guys are dumb. But again, it wasn't failure. We were just like, okay, this is what we learned from that mistake. Let's figure out what to do different next. So if you guys are out there and you're afraid to fail, you guys have the wrong mindset. You got to change your mindset and embrace it. I mean, be so excited when it happens and things don't go your way because you know you're on the right track because now you just learned something that doesn't work. Yes. And knowing what doesn't work is just as powerful as knowing what does work. Fail forward. Boom. Boom. Mic drop, except they're still... They're still attached. They're still up. So, But seriously, guys, <laughs> do not be afraid of failure. Embrace it. Encourage it. Look forward to it because that means you're going in the right direction. Yes. And then that also leads us into, I was very smart in how I organize these questions. Step one in starting a business. So every business is going to be different. I will say step one, if you have an idea or a brand or anything like that, you need to get it trademarked or patented immediately. Learn from Josh's supplematch epic failure because we Can could we just talk about how awesome that name yeah is? it would have been really awesome to still yeah. be reaping the rewards from that because Sorry then we could have plugged that. bomar nutrition anyways so learn from that mistake if you do have a great idea tell no one trust no one tell no one trust no trust one trust no one because when someone with experience and money meet someone with an idea i steal your idea (laughs) and the person with the idea gets experience and no money yeah and they will fail forward hopefully so tell no one your idea because in business it's very hard you can trust some people but you don't want to find out the hard way who you can't trust so that would be my number one tip in starting a business is either get it patented or trademarked and set your llc up immediately especially if you have a cool creative name for a business get your llc set up get the llc set up and if you do, obviously, if you don't know how to manufacture or have connections, you're going to need to outsource that and figure that out. So if you do that, make sure you do it via email, something trackable that if someone does take advantage of you, at least you have some sort of legal foot to stand on. And have an NDA for yes. sure. But you shouldn't need an NDA because your idea is trademarked and patented, which is the right. idea. Um, I, yeah, again, if you can afford to do that, if you can't afford to do it, do something, just go forward, then take risks and you might, might get lucky and someone won't take advantage of you. But I think, I think it's important to know that every single person listening to this right now, you need to understand that running a business and owning a business and building a successful business is a skill, not a talent. Mm -hmm. So what that means is every single skill can be learned. Absolutely. So I think, 
how you educate yourself is very, very important. Dive on in. Let's do this. Okay, guys, I'm going to drop some serious knowledge nuggets for you on education right now. And please, if this is the number one thing that I did that helped me learn going from a farm boy, as you guys probably saw in our podcast, from a farm boy, country boy to a successful business owner. This is so important that you do this. And I'm going to give you the number one tip first. If anyone can do this, Josh could. He was blind and a hillbilly. So you guys really have True. your, he had his work cut out for Yeah, I was, I was blind in one eye and all I cared about was hunting and fishing and running track and football. So trust me, it was definitely hard for me to be a successful business owner. But again, I knew it was a skill because there's no commonality amongst all successful business owners from an intelligent side of things, a background inside of things. You've hear, heard people coming over with nothing and building a successful brand. So again, I knew that. I was intelligent enough to know it was a skill set. So I said, I just need to learn the skills. So one thing that you need to do is stop listening to the radio in your car. Whoa. Oh my gosh. But I like the radio. But it's my my escape when I'm on my well, way to work. These people listening are already two steps ahead of the curve because they're listening yeah. to a podcast. Listen to this. I'm going to explain why I'm going to build a reason why. Stop listening to the radio. The average person spends about two college semesters a year in their car, which means, and how long, now I, I won't go that far yet. Okay, so two college semesters a year. Most people use that time for entertainment. Yep. So they get two college semesters of entertainment in their car per year. So transform that entertainment into education. So listen to a skill that you want to learn. For example, maybe you want to learn how to own a business. So you listen to Tony Robbins, maybe a, a Gary Vee, I don't know. But you listen to podcasts geared around building and starting a company. Maybe your weakness is marketing so you listen to marketing podcasts books cds whatever so and guess what and you'll literally have at the end of the year two college semesters on let's just say marketing for free for free and you didn't have to spend any extra time to do it because a lot of you guys are out there saying i don't have time to learn blah 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 to build x y and z yes you do turn turn your car into a traveling university because guess what in eight years, you will have an entire degree of either entertainment or education. Yep. So why not eight years from now, you're like, oh, that's so far away. Well, guess what? It's going to be here. Think about eight years ago. I mean, it passed unless you're eight. Yeah. Hopefully you're not eight and listening to this. <laughs> so listen, guys, that's very, 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 very important. Number one tip on and education. And you don't have to wait to start your business no. until you've learned. You will never learn all that there is to learn. We are still learning every single day. But if we had a skill that we were lacking, we would a thousand percent be focusing on that. Like sales or something like that. If yeah. it were marketing or something like that. So if you're like, well, I'm not a good salesman. Well, uh, being the best salesman, you're just helping fulfill people's needs. You're not selling something somebody doesn't want. So again, don't think of any skill as as something that you can't you don't do. have to be seven feet tall to start a business like no. you would be a successful basketball player now if you're trying to be an nba player this whole podcast is pointless yeah sorry sorry, <laughs> sorry. you have to be seven feet tall yeah too bad okay so traveling university of your car stop listening to the radio no matter what okay that needs to be a golden rule in the house List, save your music for your workouts yep do not listen to the radio so audiobooks mm -hmm. are huge 
dive into those common authors. Um, my favorite book of all time, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think that probably made a big difference. Uh, Tony Robbins books, all of them. I've read every one of them. They're great. Uh, Brian Tracy, Jim Rohn, all of those guys are great authors. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I missing? Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar for sales. I've read all of his books. Okay, so traveling university, turn your car in to a, and into an education platform. Okay, next up. Oh, you, that was it for your education? No. Oh. Oh, no, I got more. Okay. You guys... Here's what most people do. When they think of education, they cringe because the school mm. system is like, Ugh, I don't want to learn anymore. I'm done learning because they they programmed you to take tests, forget it, move on next thing. So you have to think about books differently. So if I were to say, let's say your hero, mine would be like Tony Robbins, for example, big fan of Tony. And I, if I could get an interview with Tony, and, and I, could, I got an interview for five hours with him, and he could teach me everything he knows about building a successful brand. How valuable would that interview be? Invaluable. Millions and millions of dollars. Well, guess what, you bunch of ding-dongs out there? <laughs> he wrote everything that he knows about building a successful company in books. So to get that interview, all you have to do is read the book, and you will shave decades of time off of trial and error by reading somebody you respect's book same thing with us what 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 about building a social media platform zero to a million zero to a million without showing your butthole by sarah and josh bomar you know and so again that's one of those things where you can read that book all the things we've learned over the past decade you can apply and learn right out of the gate and move forward so think of books as amazing interviews with the author so read books from people you respect and admire and then extract everything there, there is to know about it. Don't just read a book to read a book. Read it to learn it. There is a difference. So I'll give you some more tips on reading. Have a highlighter with you. So whenever you're reading and something comes off the page that you say, wow, that was a really good nugget. Highlight it and do that for every single time you read. Next thing you know, you have a book full of highlights. So fast forward next year, you don't have to reread the whole book. You can just go back and reread your highlighted notes and finish the entire book that took you. For me, it was like a month to read. I could read the whole book in an afternoon. Another big tip. Um, yeah. So do you have any tips on education? I think you pretty much covered them all. It's just knowing what you need to learn and not being ashamed of wanting to learn that. And remember, guys, the mother of all skill is repetition. Don't think you're going to read a book one time and be a master marketer. The mother of all skill is is repetition. So just remember that. It's going to take more than one try and uh, and just do it over and over again and you will learn. So moving on to our next question is tips on tips for someone who wants to quit their job. And this is something that... You know, obviously both Josh and I did. We weren't born entrepreneurs. I don't think really anyone is. We all had a regular quote unquote job. So our biggest tip, so say you are working at a digital marketing agency like I was, and then you also want to do fitness coaching on the side as your sort of passion project. Do not, do not, do not quit your job until your passion side hustle 
can replace your income for six months. Don't just have a great month and then say, oh, I can do this. And then the next four months you make zero dollars. Huge, huge mistake because what a lot of business owners don't realize, there's people I should say starting out owning a business is a lot of the profit has to go back to your company to grow it. So if you are relying solely on the income from that business, then you can strangle your business literally to death. It is a very fragile, fragile baby in the beginning and you cannot starve it. So a lot of businesses grow exponentially based on the funds that you put back into it. So don't be flashy. Don't be having a, a good month and then you take that and then you buy a big car or something like that. So I don't, I think that's a very valuable asset that you just said. I think you should uh, save that money that, from your job and at least save a couple months to three months. Yeah. Really, the rule is six months, but I couldn't wait six months. Um, so if you can save three months of your income without needing it or touching it at all, having that in the bank, put it in the bank, and you don't use it to invest in your business or anything, then I think that's a good rule of thumb to say, hey, I could potentially leave my job. Because if stuff goes south... Guess what? You'll have three months of income to live off of. You can figure it out. Yeah. So next question. What's your opinion on balance since you work so much? So this is something that I feel like we don't really focus on because we are blessed to travel so much and work from home. You know, we do have our evenings, I would say at like 10 p.m. We will get into bed and we'll watch Netflix for maybe... 20, 30, 40 minutes tops, then we'll fall asleep and wake up and start our day all over. Yeah, but like last night, I was up editing our, yeah. our podcast till midnight. Yeah. So that's not every day. We don't Correct. have a balanced structure no. in that, to be honest. I, I don't know. Balance that, doesn't. that would be our like break. We really also love going to the movie theater. So we don't have cable at our house because we kind of live in the boonies and the satellite wouldn't work on our roof. So we don't have we don't have cable. Obviously we have Netflix, but for us going to the movies is kind of our outlet. I would say we see two movies a week on average. Like when we're home. Yeah, when we're I w- home. I would say that. Yeah. yeah. So we do go to the movies actually quite a lot yeah. when we're home. We love the movies. It's it's fun for us. We obviously aren't on our phones. It forces us to take that break because like Josh mentioned, even when we go out to dinner, we are talking business for the majority of we the time. We have our phones out we at have, dinner and yeah. we're, we're, we're working. And yeah. it's because we enjoy that, guys. I, I don't, this is not a feel bad for Josh No, don't feel bad for us. This is just, this is our life. And we know that we might have a small window where we can make a difference. Instagram might go away tomorrow. So why not work as hard as we can while we have it and make as many differences in lives as we can. So for us, like I said, at dinner, we are working, whether it's coming up with ideas, whether it's strategizing for the next day, whether it's working on content, we're definitely always working. But because we do get to work when we travel, we we travel quite a bit, even though we're still working. So we do get that balance as well. Well, we travel a lot because we're planning on having kids soon. So we want to get a lot of that done um, now before we have kids. But I think a big takeaway when if you're like okay, I've I've heard a lot of stuff. I could turn my car into a traveling university. I understand the Bomars work really hard at, the, at their day to day tasks. I can do all those things, and, but I don't know how to frame my mindset around my company. Like that's not something we've covered, and no. I I I would love to cover that. Shoot, go for it. Well, I think all of you that are either business owners now, entrepreneurs now that maybe are struggling with their business or wanting to start a business. You have to be value focused, not money focused. 
I think that is so important mm-hmm. that you strive for value. The questions you ask yourself should never be, how do I make more money? That should never, ever, ever, ever be the question that you ask yourself. You ask the question, how do I give value to society? Because guess what? The more value you give to society, society pays you more. The richest people in the world, like Jeff Bezos or whatever that, that owns Amazon, why why is he the richest? Because he gave the world the most value. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with Bill Gates, all those people. So again, chase value, not money. Because if you chase money, your audience and customers are going to feel it. Yeah. And you, you can't do that. You chase value, give back, and work off the law of reciprocation. When you give so much to somebody, they have to give back to you. It's like if someone gives you a gift, you have the innate desire inside of you that says, I need to give something back to that person. It's like when Dwight and Andy on The Office kept doing nice things for one another because they weren't going to be outgifted. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> I love The Office, office yeah. reference. But seriously, guys, chase value, not money, and the money will come. So speaking of money, I think that's something too that a lot of new business owners like you mentioned don't really know how to budget and they get a big paycheck or they get a big influx of cash and suddenly it's it's disposable income that they may never have had before. And you really need to focus solely on investing that back into your business, whether that's more product, whether that's better photos for your website, whether that's a website period, whether it's, you know, hiring an employee part-time, whatever the case may be, just because you get an influx of money does not mean that you should go and blow it on X, Y, and Z. And if you're bad at managing money now and you say, oh, if I had a bunch of money, that'd be a lot easier. How you manage $1 is how you manage a million dollars. Yeah. So if you're bad at managing $1, you need to get your money management skills in check. Yeah. And because if you got a million dollars, you would lose it just like you're, you're struggling now. Rich Dad, Poor Dad would be a good book to listen Rich to. Rich Dad, Poor Dad's a good book. I, I like that. Robert yeah. Kiyosaki, he is a stud. Uh, also, I think understanding that too, uh, that's also why when we were talking about, about this at dinner, you know, all the people that win the lottery, over like 80% of them end up in worse financial uh, strengths. Yeah. Look at every professional athlete who's ever went bankrupt. I mean, money does not solve problems. You really do need to be focused on learning how to budget and learning about finances. And then you have to pay the big T word taxes. So don't forget about that. So I think that's huge for a lot of new business owners. But as far as what you were saying about like wrapping your head around your business, I feel like in today's day and age. There's so many ways to get your product out there, whether it's a homemade product on Etsy, you can build your own website on WordPress for like a hundred dollars. You don't even have to pay a hosting fee. There are so many opportunities to where if you just, so many people, we talk about this all the time. So many people just think, oh, well, I'll start it January 1st, or I'll start it when I have 50 products in inventory, or I'll start when I have this big fancy website. Well, you're not going to be able to fund a big fancy website unless you actually start your business. Yes. Those action muscles are flabby. Mm -hmm. Take action. And even if it's small, even if it's like talking to a web developer to get a website done, 
I mean, and if you don't or have Or just it, watch YouTube on how to build your own website and slap a PayPal button on there. Then actually do that. You yeah. and I did that with... We with, sure did. Yeah, we, we did the whole programming ourselves and put in the PayPal button into a blog yep. because blogs are free. Yep. And, and we, PayPal buttons are free. And, and free. So you and I started our company. How we got our first initial influx of cash was using a blog as our website. Yeah, a free training. blog with a PayPal button and that was it so it's not like you have to have this huge big hundred thousand dollar membership based website where everything's automated the biggest key is just to start because if you don't start nothing's ever going to move good is good enough to start don't wait till things are perfect because guess what guys newsflash they're never perfect they literally never will be perfect so the last question i think we kind of just covered actually was challenges when starting a business. I think the biggest one for everybody listening is going to be money. Yeah. Truthfully, you know, and so what you have to do is you need to treat part of your paycheck like a tax because guess what? If a tax came out tomorrow and said, you're going to lose an extra 20%, our government needs it. We're in dire straits, blah, blah, blah. You would whine, you'd cry, you stomp your foot, but you would still figure it out. Yeah. So give yourself a 20% tax every single month. And, and if you can't save 20%, maybe you're living above your means. And yeah. that's kind of a hard, maybe, maybe you should sell your car that you're making massive payments on and buy something that's a little less flashy. So you have more disposable income, Yeah, you know, so it, and save some money and you will be amazed. It won't take long to save. And once you save a little bit of money and you have that excess cash, then that will be easy to build a company from. And at least start. Oh, well, I guess Arrow has decided that the podcast is over, Um, which is actually perfect timing because we answered all of these questions and more when it comes to owning owning your own business, what steps you should take if you are wanting to fulfill your passion, passion project, your side hustle, whatever the case may be. In God's honest truth, it doesn't take very much money to start a company in today's world. No, it doesn't. With all the free platforms out there and the cost of entry to start a company is so incredibly low. So the cost of entry is low. That means there's low risk. Yep. So in back in the olden days, brick and mortar style, I mean, there was massive risk to starting your own brand. You could start your own online website selling. Fulfill it out of your office or your garage. They even have print-to-order shirt websites. Like, if you're like, well, I want to start a clothing line. Well, do a print-to-order so you literally don't even have inventory cost. Yeah. And test out the market. I mean, there's so much you guys can do. Uh, but either way, the point of this podcast, we hope to encourage and inspire you guys to maybe start your own brand if that's something for you. But I want to finish with not being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. No, it's not. I it's mean, for very few people. Very few. you got to really love to work. And really, no matter what, love to 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 get stuff done, yeah. like be task oriented, getting things done and be disciplined enough to do the day to day work. Because when you work for yourself, it's easy to give yourself a day off. I'll sleep in. I'll take a day off. I'll spend an extra day in Las Vegas. It'll be fine. And then it's a snowball effect. Yep. And then your business will fail and you'll blame other elements when really it was you. So. Start with education. I think that's a powerful thing. And if you don't know if you're an entrepreneur or not, I think, you know, try. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. 
you, so, you learn a lesson. Yeah. And even if you guys just wanted to hear more about our business, we really do hope that you got something from this podcast. We we love doing these. We're really excited to keep doing them, especially the business-related ones. I feel like they're really fun for us. So we will see you guys over in episode six.